This is the first episode of Panel Breakouts, mini-episodes between Unstable Molecules podcasts, which take a quick peek at early Marvel comics and comic history. I'm Gary Hollingsby, and over the last year I've been reading and researching material for the Unstable Molecules podcast, looking at the influences on early Marvel Universe's comics and creators. What I thought would be two or three episodes looks like being at least ten before I even get to Fantastic Four number one. There's so much that feeds into the early Marvel Comics universe that my original plan to get an episode out monthly has been held up by the sheer amount of reading I've needed to do. I've probably read about a thousand comics plus background material and criticism. And on top of that, I do have a busy job and a young family, so getting Unstable Molecules episodes out frequently as I wanted has been really tough. My plan with Panel Breakouts, this mini-podcast, is to share some of the work I'm doing in between the main episodes, from thoughts about a single issue to historical facts I've found out. Nothing polished or edited, just a quick look at something interesting that ties into the main podcast. I've been looking at the influence of Atlas Comics romance titles on early Marvel superhero comics. And in the second half of the 1950s, a fifth of all Atlas sales were, were teen and romance comics aimed at girls. And their importance was shown when five of the 16 titles the company continued publishing after the Atlas implosion were teen girls comics. And the most important character of these was Patsy Walker, a red-headed girl next door type created in 1944 as part of the wave of comics I think seemed to be influenced by the Andy Hardy type sentimental comedy movies where Mickey Rooney played an ordinary boy growing up in an idealised American town. Patsy has a cast of character in her stories. She has her parents, boyfriend Buzz, friends like Tub and Nan, and importantly, her rival, Hedy Wolf. This issue I'm looking at, which is issue 95 with a June 1961 cover date, is the first that I think shows the MC initials on the cover. It's not the full Marvel Comics name or logo yet, um, but it shows that this is the name that Goodman and people within the company are beginning to use. Remember that Fantastic Four has a November 1961 cover date. So I'm guessing that the IND, the IND, that had been previously on the covers, was stood for something like Independent News, the company that distributed Goodman's comics. So I'm assuming that MC stands for Marvel Comics. What's most surprising about issue 95 is how well this comic has aged. There's a Stan Lee wry sense of humour throughout the issue. Dan's credited with scripts, but it's Al Hart, but Al Hartley, the artist, has said that he worked from plot outlines, a bit of the the Marvel method that was probably used. It's got a gentle humour, and the world of Patsy is idealised. Worst that seems to happen is that the teens get the, the teenagers get caught out in the rain. Um, they don't seem to have much allowance. They're always after their allowance, their pocket money, and they they trade catty insults. Al Hartley, who'd worked at Timely since the end of the 1940s and appears to have been close to Stan Lee, mostly worked on teen humour comics. And after Marvel, he worked on Archie, which underlies the, underlines the similarities in the comics. Hartley's good at drawing fashionable, cartoonish characters in an attractive way in this comic. The cover to issue 96 has... Sorry, issue 95 has... Patsy, Hedy and their friend Nan 
in a record store going through records to the frustration of the store owner. Records have been pulled out of their sleeve and the whole store is a mess. And in there among the record covers you see things, see um, record covers for Stan the Man and Al Hartley as if they're pop stars. Inside the issue there are five short stories and a one page scene between Patsy and her father. There's also um, a prose story and lots and lots of adverts aimed at girls. Each of the stories is set up so it delivers some sort of punchline. In the first one, Patsy's ensemble cast, which includes her earnest boyfriend Buzz, his best friend Tubbs, who's big in a comedy hat, Hedy, and what seems to be a ditzy friend Nan. And in the first story, Nan has invented perpetual motion transport, and the only character who understands how it works is Tubbs. The rest of the gang ridicule the idea until they get caught out in a rainstorm and see Nan and Tubbs using the transport, which is effectively roller skates, a fishing rod and a magnet. In the second story, Patsy has toothache, she hates the dentist, and when she's forced to go, the dentist turns out to be a heartthrob who she absolutely falls for. The next day, she makes up another toothache so she can dress herself up, and, and she's dressed in sort of a going-out gear. And um, when she gets there, she finds out that the heartthrob dentist was only a substitute, and the real dentist is an old man who then goes gives her, I'm guessing, two fillings. The third story um, is another short one where Buzz asks Patsy to go out with him and while they're sort of on their way out, he sort of says, um, you know, is she only going out with him because she likes him or because he takes her places she wants to go? And she says, no, I love you, essentially. Um, and then he, he breaks the news that he's completely broke, can't really take her anywhere, and would she mind sitting in the park? At which she turns around, goes home, and phones another boy called Ron to go out with him. The fourth story... In the, in the comic is um, one which is a Patsy and Hedy. Now, Patsy and Hedy is also um, another standalone title. And in this one, we see the two girls and they, they trade insults, are incredibly catty. They're in a hairdresser's, um, and Hedy says, starts off by saying, you know, like, why don't you just accept the fact that you're plain looking? She says this to um, Patsy. And Patsy retorts you know how are things in the witches union and these sort of trading of insults carries on until um patsy says something that about you know not being able to use language that she wants to use to describe um hedy and hedy can't think of anything to insult her back or to say back um and the story ends there the Fifth story is a one-page scene where Patsy wants to, an advance on her allowance, and she begs repeatedly um, with her father to, to to sort of forward her pocket money, and he constantly repeats no. He's very emphatic about it, and the final panel of the page has Patsy leaving and saying she can't discuss things with a man who can't make up his mind. It's sort of ironic um, comedy moment, and the final story is another one which shows the the rivalry between Patsy and Hedy. So it's a school rivalry. They're both going for the role of Juliet in a school production. And Hedy 
sabotages Patsy's audition with a mirror, shines it in her eyes. So Patsy, who knows the role of, of, of Juliet much better than, than Hedy, um, fails to, to become Juliet. Hedy's offered the role, but then Patsy's given the role of, um, of director of the play. So she then forces Hedy to learn the whole script by Monday, which means Hedy can't go to the Saturday night school dance because she has to learn lines. So it's 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 very gentle comedy, um, teen, you know, idealized teenagers. Some really interesting things about the comic though um, that I hadn't thought about before, which is. Um, one of the ways that Stan in, in later Marvel comics, Stan Lee, is looking for ways to engage um, his readership. And we can see an early version of this in the way that um, throughout the comic we get caption boxes um, that credit readers' designs for the clothes that, and the outfits that um, various people are wearing. So um, in each story, whatever the girls are wearing, um, it will say something like, um, you know, you know Joe Smith from Oregon um, sent in this design for Patsy's outfit. Um, there are some other things in there that are, that are quite interesting. Um, there's a page which is a Patsy fashion cutout where you get the um, a drawing of, of 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 Patsy in her underwear, um, and then a ver you know, variety of selections of reader designed outfits that you can cut out and put on her, like um, tiny little doll. There's a couple of colouring pages, um, and then there's a fashion fun game in the in the comic, um, where um, there are a number of Patsy Walkers drawn, and your job as a reader is to work out which is the real Patsy based on her hairstyle or the clothes she's wearing or her hair colour, things like that. And all the way through are these adverts, which are you know unashamedly aimed at girls. So we get um, adverts for um, luggage, nail care, um, figure um, contouring. Um, there's um, adverts for dresses, friendship rings, and then even a, a weight-reducing Swedish massage machine in one advert in the comic. So overall, it's it's a really interesting to look at this 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 comic. I think probably the what flows from this into Marvel comics is that that sense of the the relationships the sort of the, the humor and the wry um sort of the, the sort of subversive humor beneath an idealized relationship that sort of goes into those late those, those early Marvel comics so you then see sort of Peter Parker's relationship with girls and things like that um, in those early Spider-Man comics, uh, I'd, I'd recommend Patsy those those Patsy Walker comics. It's a shame you have to track them down on eBay, um, and it's quite difficult to get hold of some of them. Um, Marvel doesn't, you know, to my knowledge, doesn't seem to have um, reprinted them in any of the Masterworks issues, which is a shame, especially um, considering that Patsy Walker goes on to become a character called Hellcat later on. Um, in the Marvel Universe, um, and now is in the um, the Jessica Jones TV series. Um, so, well, there we are. This was um, 
my first go at doing a, um, a panel breakout, a, a tiny look, 10 minute look at um, a comic or a piece of comics history from the early days of the Marvel Universe.